Welcome to SEO Link Building with Julian Goldie, a podcast about getting your website to rank higher on Google so you can get more traffic, leads, and sales, all from SEO Link Building. Now, here's your host, Julian Goldie. What's up, guys? Julian Goldie here. I'm going to show you how to make money with SEO, but I'm not just going to give you a bunch of tips. No. I'm actually going to go over a couple of my sites that are actively generating passive income for me right now. In fact, I'm actually going to reveal the URL of these sites too. I'm going to then break down everything about these sites and explain how I decided on the niche as well as how I went about content creation and even how I built backlinks to these sites. In fact, if you check out section number four of this video, you'll even see some of the outreach emails I use to build links. Why am I doing this? Do I just want to show off my SEO skills so that people think I'm awesome? Well, yeah, partly, but that's not part of the whole reason, I promise. I mean, if you're a subscriber, you already know I'm great, right? Really, I mostly just want to show people new to SEO how you can actually build a successful site that makes money. If you don't really understand how SEO can produce a profit, hopefully this video will help you see how the different parts of SEO can come together to produce a website that generates a passive income month in, month out. So let's get started. A quick point, as mentioned, this video is basically going to cover two different sites, right? So cheaperbirds.com and relaxlikeaboss.com. Now, I pretty much use the same strategy when it comes to building, ranking, and monetizing both of these sites. Because of this, throughout this video, I might sometimes go back and forth between these two sites when I'm trying to explain something or when I'm trying to highlight a particular SEO tactic. This is just something to keep in mind in case you're ever unclear on a particular thing. Now, let's jump into part one, choosing a niche. Right, so the first thing to look at when you're building a site is to pick a niche. I have a few rules when it comes to picking a niche, and I stuck to these rules when starting both of these websites. So rule number one is actually deciding to niche down. Now this might sound like an odd thing. One of the key things I did here was actually deciding to niche down. After all, look at cheaperbirds.com. This is a site that focuses only on birds. It isn't a website that focuses on general animals or pets or even something like the outdoors. The fact that it's niche down helps me because I can now create a website that is an authority on a given topic. This can then help me rank because Google likes authoritative sites and it's also easier to build backlinks to your website if people think you're an authority. Now rule number two is picking a big enough topic that will generate plenty of traffic. Cheaperbirds.com generated around 169,000 page views in its first year. One of the main reasons it could do this is because the niche was big enough. Now there's lots of ways you can verify the size of a niche. And later on, we'll look at how you can use keyword research to do this. But it's fair to say that the topic of birds is big enough to generate plenty of traffic around the world. And this isn't something I needed to do a ton of research on. Plus, Relax Like a Boss also focuses on a pretty massive niche. It's based on the meditation mindfulness niche. And again, it's pretty obvious that this niche will produce a ton of traffic. Rule number three is picking something I can actually work with. Now, another rule I thought about here is actually picking topics I can stomach working on. I know this sounds kind of silly, but if I just pick something that didn't interest me, it'd be hard to motivate myself to figure things out. This would then limit my success and I wouldn't really have gotten to the point I'm at now. So if you're going to work on a site that's generating passive income for you, try to pick a niche that you can work on for a long time. By the way, if you're enjoying this video, please remember to hit the like and subscribe button. Tons of people want to learn how they can make money with SEO, and if you like our videos, you'll help our content get in front of these people. Think of it as your good deed for the day. 
Plus, if you become a subscriber, you'll be notified of our future videos. So if you're worried about missing out on more amazing SEO knowledge, becoming a subscriber is the best way to protect yourself. So part number two is keyword research. Once I picked out the niches for my websites, I then had to do some keyword research. This was actually one of the most important parts of the process here, because if I picked the wrong keywords, I wouldn't really be able to generate a ton of traffic to my site, and that would mean that I wouldn't generate a lot of income either. This is actually really important for these sites because they're both reliant on affiliate income and also advertising. I'm going to cover monetization in more detail later on in this video. But basically, if you're monetizing your site with ads, you really need to get a large number of visitors if you want to generate a decent income. Now, of course, this is true for most forms of monetization, but it's especially true if you're trying to generate a sizable income from a site that makes money from ads. After all, if you're using an affiliate model, you might make something like $40 for every 1,000 visitors. But if you're using something like ads, you might only make $25. That's generally because a single click on your ads doesn't generate a huge amount of cash for other advertisers. So you want to generate as many ad clicks as possible, and you can typically do that by generating as much traffic as you can too. And you do that by identifying high volume keywords and then ranking for them. Anyway, keyword research also basically helped me figure out what kind of content I was going to create for my sites. Again, more on this later. So with all that said, when it comes to keyword research for this site, I focused on identifying high volume keywords on Google that had relatively low levels of competition. I also wanted these keywords to have a very good click-through rate. So how did I find these keywords? Well, generally, if I'm going to do some keyword research, I'll tend to use a tool like Adress. If you want to find out more about this tool, there's actually a link to it in the description of this video. With this tool, I can just type in a keyword based on my niche and then see a list of keywords related to this niche, as well as data on search volume and keyword difficulty. For example, here's what pops up when I type in camping. As you can see, there's a bunch of different keywords related to this term. This is all good, but really I just wanted to identify keywords that are high volume and low difficulty. To do that, I need to change some of the settings so the results only include keywords that have a difficulty score under 10 and a search volume of at least 100 searches per month. Keep in mind that sometimes you might need to tell Ahrefs to include certain words. For instance, in the earlier example, I told Ahrefs to include the keyword camping. This is just to improve the relevance of the results. If I want to refine things even more, I sometimes include other keywords too. For example, I really like to include the keyword best as this helps me uncover informational keywords and affiliate related keywords that might be good to focus on when it comes to content creation. Anyway, after doing all of that, I'm presented with a list of relevant keywords. As you can see, the list of keywords is quite a good start for anyone that's going to start a website in this niche. I mean, they're all pretty much relevant, high volume keywords that don't have a ton of competition. I basically went through the process we just covered when doing keyword research for the sites I'm talking about in this video. Once I had a list of keywords, I then put them into a Google Sheet so that I could keep track of the keywords I was actually targeting and share them with my team too. By the way, if you'd like to learn a little bit more about how you can do keyword research, you can check out this other video on YouTube where I do a deep dive on this topic. It's called how to do keyword research, as you might expect. Part number three is creating content. So once I identified worthwhile keywords for my blogs, I then had to focus on actually creating content that targeted these keywords. Now, even though I'm an amazing content writer, just kidding, I decided to outsource the content side of things here. If you want to find writers for your blog, you can generally find someone on the site like Upwork.com. 
And when you're writing the brief for your job posting, try to be really specific as this will help you attract the right kinds of people. You should also ask for writing samples. This will give you a sense of how good a particular writer is, and you can then use these samples to figure out who you should go with. Of course, finding a writer for your blog is really only half of the issue here. That's because there are also a few really important things you need to focus on when it comes to actually producing your content. At the most basic level, you want to make sure your content answers questions as fast as possible and in the best possible way. This can help you rank on Google for specific terms, but it can also help you build some goodwill with your audience. After all, if they find that your content is actually useful and interesting, they're going to be happy to visit your site again. They might also be much more open to the idea of actually sharing your content. You also want to make sure you're producing enough content within a given timeframe. This is key, because unless you rank for a major keyword right off the bat, which is unlikely, you're really only going to generate a lot of traffic and money if you publish tons of content at volume. So it's fair to say that content is really the bottleneck here. And in many ways, the sooner you can produce a lot of content, the sooner you'll be able to generate enough traffic to actually monetize your site. By the way, if you're worried about writers not hitting the mark, you might want to ask them to produce an outline before they actually write out content. This can help you figure out if they're going to approach a topic in the right way before the words start hitting the page. Even if it's just you writing the content, Creating outlines can be a really good way to focus your writing time so that you don't end up staring at a blank page wondering where to begin. By the way, if you have any tips when it comes to writing content, let me know in the comment section. It'd be cool to learn about how you make this part of SEO easier. Part four is building backlinks. So far, we've covered how I approach keywords and how I approach content. Of course, both of these things are really important, but without links, I reckon my sites wouldn't have been nearly as successful as they are now. And why is that? Well, because without backlinks, it would be really hard for me to outrank some of the high authority sites in my niche. For example, cheaperbirds.com ranks on the first page for the term Eagle Facts. However, what's really interesting here is that cheaperbirds actually ranks above Britannica.com. If you didn't know, Britannica is kind of like an official encyclopedia brand, and they're actually a really authoritative resource. If I didn't build backlinks to my site, I wouldn't have been able to outrank them. So how exactly did I build links to my sites? Well, the main technique I used here was something called the skyscraper method. This is basically when you look at your competitors and study the kind of content that's getting a lot of links. You then create something better than what your competitors have created and you then reach out to the people linking to your competitors and ask for a link. This method works really well, but the thing is building links in a niche about birds or even health and wellness isn't always easy. After all, within these niches, there's only so many pieces of content you can write. And there's also only so many places that you can get a high authority link from. Because of this, I adjusted the skyscraper technique a little bit to make things easier. So what did I change? Well, the main thing I did was I focused on something known as cross niching. This is basically where you try to find some overlap between your niche and another niche. You then create content based on this overlap and you then try to build links to this hybrid content. This works really well because by including another niche, I'm now opening up a new world of opportunities and I have more to write about and also many more places to go when it comes to requesting a link. This approach works really well and in fact, it helped me build a lot of links in a relatively short amount of time. Now, something I just want to mention here is that the skyscraper technique involves a ton of email outreach. And one of the reasons I did well with this method is because my emails did a good job at getting someone's attention and then getting them to take action. 
For example, here's one of the emails I sent when doing outreach for relaxlikeaboss.com. As you can see, it's lighthearted and kind of entertaining. Because the email is written this way, it's a lot easier to get links from people as my emails don't feel like spam. Also, follow-ups are really important because some people might miss your initial email. I always made sure I sent follow-ups and this helped me secure even more links. Here's an example of one of my follow-up emails. Again, as you can see, it's lighthearted, it's fun, and this made it much easier for me to get a positive response from people when asking for a link. By the way, if you'd like some advice on how you can pull off the skyscraper method for your website, you can book a free consultation call with me at juliangoldie.com. Now, part number five is monetizing the site. Finally, let's cover how I monetize the sites. This part isn't that complicated, as I just put ads on the sites. There are lots of ad networks to choose from, and if you're going to monetize a site with ads, I picked Mediavine because I found they were a good match for my sites, and their payouts were pretty good too. That said, if you want to join a network like Mediavine, there are some rules. For example, your site needs to have at least 50,000 page views in the past 30 days, and it must also have a good reputation with AdSense. Of course, if your website isn't hitting 50,000 sessions every 30 days, you could just use a platform like Ezoic, or AdSense, as they're less strict with session requirements. By the way, adding Mediavine or AdSense to a website is actually really easy. If you're using WordPress, you can just use a plugin and then you can pick where the ads appear. Obviously, you want to have a good balance between ads and usability, or else people are going to hate using your site, and they're just going to click the back button if they're bombarded with your ads, so be careful there. Right, so that's basically how I managed to make passive income with SEO. Hopefully, you now have a better understanding of how the different bits of SEO can come together to produce a high-traffic website that generates income. If you have any questions about how I did things here, consider leaving a comment and I'll do my best to answer it. If you like our videos, it helps us reach more people. Plus, if you become a subscriber, it'll be much easier for you to find our future videos where I cover more stuff that's related to making money with SEO, as well as a bunch of other cool technical tips for people that want to take their SEO campaigns to the next level. In fact, if you already have a profitable site, the tips in my other videos can actually help you make even more money. So yeah, they're definitely worth checking out. Anyway, thanks for watching. And of course, please don't steal my niches, guys. I'm trusting you. Thanks for listening to this episode of SEO Link Building with Julian Goldie. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. If you'd like to boost your SEO rankings, drive more traffic, and land more customers with link building, book a call with Julian today at juliangoldie.com.